and from Hafiz. <laughs> you better start kissing me. Throw away all your begging bowls at God's door, for I have heard that the beloved prefers sweet, threatening shouts. Something of the order of, Hey, beloved, my heart is a raging volcano of love for you. You better start kissing me or else. That's the way to do it. <laughs> a raging volcano. <coughs> All right. Wake up. Where to begin? Y'all have been here a while. Getting bored yet? No? Ready to keep on moving on? More spirit, more loving, more life, more living? Because that's what you're going to get, like it or not. It's funny because I find after being on a path, so to speak, for a while, things do change, don't they, over time? Sometimes we take things for granted, or if we don't take it for granted, we find it more ordinary, more just kind of, okay, it's just what I'm doing now. And sometimes we're even doing the loving and we don't even realize it anymore. Unless you uh, happen to be around other people and you go, holy crap. I used to be in that. Oh, my God, I don't even talk that way anymore, let alone think that way or act that way or whatever. Just all the things people do in the world. I mean, sometimes we forget until all of a sudden you're around other people that are just doing the world. And if you notice, there's a little more abrasiveness to it. Have you noticed over the years of meditating and doing this inner journey that you've softened up in a way? You find yourself a little more gentle even though you may not think you are. So right now I'm doing comparisons, in other words. If you want to compare yourself to a lot of people out in the world who aren't doing spirit, there's a difference. Sometimes it helps to take a look. Because I know a lot of the times when we're just doing our own process and just doing the pathway, that often we're so hard on ourselves. We're always judging because what? We're always looking in intently so much. We're trying to so get free and clear and purify ourselves or clear our karma or get whatever that we get so caught up in it at times that I guess there's a little bit of a perfectionist in all of us. We want it just right, just so. So everything's perfect. There's no problems. Nothing's wrong. Everything's easy. You know what I mean? All that stuff. And we don't realize it often that really we've done a lot of good work. We've done a good job. That's why I'm saying just pay attention. Take a look out there sometimes if you need a reminder of what you really have done over the years, even if you don't think you have done that much. Even if you haven't been a regular meditator, take a look around anyway. If you're listening to this talk, if you're doing a little bit of something, if you're listening to CDs, if you're meditating once in a while, whatever, it does have an effect. It's just amazing. And yeah, the more you do it, the more effect it has. But do take a look around and realize when you're giving yourself a hard time and not giving yourself credit or acknowledging yourself for what you have been doing, 
take a look around, and then you'll begin to realize that, hey, maybe you've been doing a good job. Maybe you really are allowing the loving in. Maybe you are living the loving more than what you even thought. So do do that from time to time. Take a look around and realize something. You're in a human body. There's all kinds of crap that goes with it. And some of the crap doesn't change. There's just certain things that go with the animal nature. You eat, sleep, poop, pee, you know, all that stuff. It goes on. That ain't going to change. Till of course, you leave the body. But just realize there are certain things in this world that are part of the animal nature that aren't going to change. And if you realize that's not part of the spiritual journey of awakening anyway, that's just a vehicle for the spirit to have experience here. So we're not trying to change the vehicle. We're just simply trying to awaken to that which is living in the vehicle. That's all. So remember that. Because maybe, just maybe, you're a little bit freer and more loving than you even thought you were. But you've been too focused on the animal nature stuff in the world, not realizing that's not who you are. It's just something you're experiencing. But sometimes when you think that's who you are and you think you've got to change it, that's where we usually find ourselves being harder on ourselves. If you start to see the difference there a little bit, you can find a way to maybe lighten up and say, okay, let me put a leash on myself today and take myself for a walk. All right, meal time. Let me go ahead and feed myself. You know, you literally like a dog. What do you think the body is? Just like you had trained a dog? What do you think you did with the body? What do you think your parents did with your body? They trained you, the little mutt. And now you're on automatic on that. Really? I know it's funny to think that way, but... There's really a lot of truth there. There really is. So start realizing that. And just like you would love a little puppy that you are training and bringing up, and yeah, you get upset once in a while when they pee in the carpet. I'm not saying you pee on the carpet. I'm just saying, you know, like a little puppy that maybe does. <laughs> you may get upset, but then what? <coughs> you train it to learn how to do it differently. That's all we're doing with these bodies. These bodies are conditioned, behavioral expressions. And all we have to do if we want a new pattern is pick something, start doing it, and do it over and over and over, and eventually it becomes automatic. It's that simple. That's the funny thing. Garbage in, garbage out. Loving in, loving out. Same thing. We get to pick and choose what we put in and what comes out. That's the simple. That's the easy part. Just realize it takes time to train it, that's all. And that way you keep it simple. But do realize the difference of who you are and what the body is. That's the big one. Because just like any little puppy in the world you're training, like I said, you're going to get upset. You're going to have your challenges and struggles, right? You want it to do it this way. It wants to do something else. Well, guess what's going on with you, the soul, with this body you're in? The body wants to do it this way and you want it to do it this other way. But it's through working together and finding that loving bond, just like we do, again, I'm using a dog or a puppy as an example, there's this bond that takes place. And there's a bond of loving and affection and caring in that, even in all the training, even in the upset, even in all the loving and nurturing. There's all that in there. 
And it does develop a bond. And so the soul, who we are, has developed a bond with this physical body, this little puppy of ours. There is a bond there. But often we call that attachment. And often on the spiritual journey, we may look at this as a negative, holding us back. What is it really? Again, if you take the example of like a puppy, and if a puppy doesn't work for you, if it's a cat or if it's something else, then use that as a, your example and see how you develop that loving relationship with something outside of yourself and how it loves you back. There's that relationship, the giving and receiving in there. Same thing here. When we love ourselves, we usually get a nice response from this body. It's interesting. You can look at things as examples like this and begin to see maybe how we work with animals in the world to start working with this body as well. And that's why I'm not even saying ourselves, I'm saying our body. And realize that, that animal nature. And as you do that, then you realize, oh, you, the soul, is not that. So even when the body does something that maybe you don't like, just like you might get upset or yell at the puppy, but that doesn't stop the loving. All that is is what? You're looking for a behavior modification, aren't you? No, don't pee on the floor. No, don't beg at the table. No, don't do this. But what do you want it to do? So then you train it into what you do want to do. That's all we're doing here. But it's you who's doing the training. And realize that sometimes a little puppy's going to rebel, throw a little tantrum, get a little upset. You know, when they give the upset look, emotions, you hurt their emotions, and then you feel really bad about it. And so then you do something nice to start nurturing and loving again to get through the hurt feelings. All that stuff is so simple in nature of how this works. But if we can understand the simplicity of that, then maybe you can begin to understand how simple not only the spiritual journey is, but really living it as well. And it is, there's learned behaviors, learned conditions. We train ourselves in this way. So all we're doing here is training ourselves to really live the loving. We're refocusing. All this information is what? It's not just the information, it's focusing into new ways of doing, of being, of beyond thinking and feeling, but into experiencing. Rather than experiencing down and out focus, we're training ourselves now to experience the inwards and upwards into spirit. And so we get more of that in our lives. And it can be very gentle. That's the key I keep coming back to is that gentleness, because it's so easy to be hard on ourselves. But if you can begin to, begin to understand some of the differences here in the spiritual nature and the physical nature, you might begin to find a way to begin to bring more of a gentleness into your process and find a way to actually love yourself more and love the body, love the mind, love the emotions instead of judging it. And just realize you're never going to control it, at least not 100%. You may be able to, to a degree, to get this body and mind emotions to do what you want to do, but only to a degree. And that little bit of degree that it does respond is usually because of the loving that you're feeding it 
that it likes it. Just like when you give the puppy a treat. Oh, yeah. So what do you do? You're training it to do new tricks. And you give it a treat every time it does a new trick. So you're, what, positive reinforcement, right? That's what we're doing here. But when you don't have the positive reinforcement, then there's the reaction, the rebellion, the judgment, the struggle, and all that. So realize that's just part of life. And the key is, what do we do when there's the rebellion, the reaction, the struggle? That's usually where the challenges are in each of our lives. And it's how we handle that that often makes the difference of how we view ourselves and how we view the world. Isn't it? When we have a lot of that reaction and struggle and rebellion, don't we usually go into more of a negative view or perspective of ourselves and the world because it never matches what we'd like it to be? It's always this process we have to deal with that's hard and heavy. And so we, in a sense, bring ourselves down. We kind of buy into that. We get caught up in it, and then we're in a downward spiral. But then after a while, we get sick and tired of the downward spirals, and we go, okay, let me do something now. I've got all these wonderful tools of loving, accepting, forgiving, positive affirmations, looking inwards, upwards, moving towards liberation and freedom. Let me find the joy and the peace. So we start that focus again and bring ourselves back up. But we keep finding ourselves on this downward spiral and then an upward spiral. Wouldn't it be nice if there could be a day that maybe we could begin to change that and maybe not have to do the downward spiral and then the upward spiral, that we could really begin to find maybe a greater level of neutrality so we don't even have to ride that downward spiral anymore, so we don't need to bring ourselves back up? Well, that's the opportunity we have as we really look to live more of this divine, living, loving essence of who we are. Because as we really begin to live that more fully, there's this greater neutrality in evenness and ordinariness that is in that essence that is not so, shall we say, caught up in the spiral downwards and upwards even though there is an element in there, that that living, loving essence itself is free and detached and neutral. So as we begin to live more in that, we do begin to have a different perspective or outlook, but also experience of how we live our lives and how we experience even in the journey of life through this land of reflection. It begins to change. Begins to change. And the funny thing is, we may, as we live, even in that greater neutrality, we may even find ourselves on one of those downward spirals again, but all of a sudden we'll realize, oh my God, I'm going on that spiral down again. But how come I'm not upset like I used to be whenever I'd go on that spiral? Why am I not upset anymore? How come it's okay? All right, let's go for a ride. Woo, here we go. Going for the plunge. We go for the plunge. We're down in the depths. And we go, yeah, it's all right. I kind of know this stuff pretty well by now. No need to get upset about it. It's just part of the journey. That's the greater neutrality. That's the greater neutrality. When even you have one of those downward spiraling rides, all of a sudden, you're okay with it. 
You're okay with it. That's the greater neutrality. You see, the only reason why we're even pulled downward on that spiral is because there is something within our consciousness, within the world, that keeps bringing us back there because we have yet to learn the lesson of whatever that attachment is, whatever the, how about we say it, opportunity is, to come to a greater awareness and understanding of that which is in the world that keeps drawing us back to have, or shall I say, to fulfill that experience. Maybe it's not such a negative, bad thing. Maybe it's looking just to be fulfilled by our loving. Because you see, it's when we go into reaction with it is when it is always incomplete. It's when we can finally go into it and no longer react, but rather be neutral. It's in that neutrality that it is fulfilled. That's how the karma gets complete, is because we no longer react, and by bringing the loving there, and that neutrality, the loving fulfills it. It detaches us from our own internal reaction that hooks us into the external experience. Okay? So you can't actually let go out here. Because there's nothing out here to let go of. It's an illusion. It's just inside of here, in ourselves, that we have the opportunity to release or let go of that which we may be responding to in the reflection. And then we do. That energy comes back. We're done, we're complete. And now there's no longer the need to be pulled back down into that experience. And as we release, we get to once again move back up and yet to greater experience of our own inner awakening and knowing the divinity. Because every time we let go of something, we allow ourselves to also move now into a greater experience of the divine because that which we were holding on to or reacting to and caught up in the world was keeping a part of our consciousness yet asleep to the greater truth of who we are. Understand? It's a simple process. But it's so strange because when we're in reaction, man, everything's all muddled up, muddied up. It's hard to see, it's hard to understand, it's hard to know. Yeah, maybe right here we can go, yeah, I get that, that makes sense. But then all of a sudden when we're caught up in our process and reaction, then all of a sudden somehow we seem to forget, go blind and lose our focus and inner knowing of how to even handle these things. And we'll even say to ourselves, why am I upset? I know how to handle this. I've heard this a million times now. Why am I still going through it? Ooh, watch out. As soon as you ask a question like that, that's just letting you know. Why am I still caught up in it? There's the self-judgment. So maybe part of the process of letting go of our reactions is just coming back to loving self. Because it's often those self-judgments where, of course, we're not loving ourselves. that is the very thing that's creating the hook or the attachment and why we're still reacting with the experience of the world. 
It's amazing how it often comes back to self-love. Yeah, there's self-worth, self-value, self-esteem, self-confidence, self-forgiveness, self-acceptance. Yes, all that too. But those are all just simply fingers on the hand of loving. It's all about loving. So eventually we need to find that way back into the loving of self. And then that we'll begin to see now these other hooks into the world that trigger this internal reaction that keeps us caught up in the world. That's the simplicity of it. So a lot of it is just beginning to find the way through the muddy waters when we're in our process. That's often a challenge. But you know, the funny thing is, as I was mentioning earlier in the downward spiral, when you find yourself in the muddy waters, in the challenge, in the reaction, one easy way I found to begin to change it right away is to let the reaction be okay. Not to judge the reaction, not to judge yourself for being in reaction, but rather to let it be okay you're in reaction. Let it be okay you're upset, you're challenged, you're rebelling, you're whatever. Let it be okay that you don't know how to handle this and why are you in it. Let it be okay. Say, hey, I'm upset. I'm in reaction. And it's okay. That alone, I found, is a simple key to begin to set yourself free right then and there. Don't even worry about the lesson. Don't worry about finding your way out. Don't even worry about the situation. Because you see, it's our judgments, our fears, our reactions that keep feeding the situation, both internally and externally. <laughs> but if we can let all that stuff be okay, because what was I saying earlier? Part of the animal nature. Just look around. I was saying dogs earlier. Don't you see some dogs get into fights with each other and other dogs all nicey-nicey? Yeah, that's part of the animal nature. So just realize what is part of the animal nature and let that be okay. Because what happens afterwards? Well, it passes. It passes and everything's okay. Even if somebody gets hurt, you go on the mend. You know, you just go on the mend. You take the time to heal. And that's okay too. Even being hurt or somebody, you know, somebody usually gets hurt. How about if that's okay too? Because that's just part of, I was going to say the human, but I should be saying the human-animal nature. Just letting it be okay. And realizing these are the things that go on in the world. There's nothing wrong with it. It's part of the experience. We're here to have experience. And when the experience is done, if we can do it in greater neutrality and loving, then we have our freedom. And if we don't, we get more opportunities to find that loving neutrality. That's all it is, more opportunity. So instead of looking at it as like, oh my God, my karma, look at it as more opportunity to find that greater loving neutrality. Because that's the key to liberation is that loving neutrality.
And yes, I know we speak of that sacred name of initiation as that power of loving that gives us the neutrality because it does. And it's through our use of it inwardly, regularly, often, daily that begins to build that inner neutrality. But then, you see, we need to begin to find how to live that power of that name that is the loving neutrality. So what I'm speaking of is finding how to live that because a lot of us, as we are doing the meditation, as we are lifting up, as we are awakening in that greater loving through the repetition of that sacred name, often find ourselves, once we are back in the body and doing the day, sometimes at a loss of how to really now live that loving neutrality in a greater way in the world as we're doing the day in this animal body. So we take the time to share how to go about doing that. Because that's often where our greater challenges reside, aren't isn't it? It's not too often that just going up in meditation is really that challenging. Or I should say the challenges aren't there. The challenges are always here. Yeah, we can often find it challenging to go up in meditation because of all the other stuff here to get through it, to get into that greater freedom and fullness of spirit. We have ourselves that journey of working through all the physical, imaginative, emotional, mental, and unconscious karmas. You see, there's this other wonderful action. When you have that sacred name, you have that radiant form of God's loving living in you and through you and working with you constantly, consistently, inwardly, not only in meditation, but all day long. It walks with us. And as we do the meditation and focus on that sacred name, we create the space, we open up, we allow that sacred name to live in us and through us. That oftentimes we even find that name meditating us. Because that is what's taking place. It's the greater action of that living radiance of God's loving that is us now beginning to live in more of that greater state of awakefulness. And as we keep doing the meditation and the repetition of the name, we continue to open and expand our consciousness to allow that living, loving essence of the Lord to live us more fully more thoroughly, more completely. And in that action, that radiant form that comes with that living name assists us in the journey. It's all inside. It assists us in the world too, but it assists us in the world by assisting us on the inner to move through the experiences, to even lift the karmas. But how does it lift the karmas? by our asking, by our inviting, by our willingness to participate in loving, by finding those ways by which we can open 
within our consciousness to allow it to move in us and through us through all the reactions, through all those opportunities of learning in the world is how we allow it to come in and assist us to even release or take the karmas from us. Because what is taking the karmas from us? It is, as I was saying earlier, it is simply an action of where we allow that loving to come in fully, that the loving lifts the karma. When we no longer resist and are willing to be in whatever the experience is and find the way within us to open to that greater neutrality, then that radiant form now works with us in a way that it can begin to now take the karmas and release us from the burden of the world. In other words, we have to give up our attachments. We've got to be willing to let go, but also willing to ask and realizing that radiant form of God's loving, yes, that which we call the spiritual teacher, does assist us, does work with us, and does lift those things and takes those karmas so that we can walk free now, a liberated soul. But that only takes place through our choosing, through our inviting, through our asking, through our allowing that greater movement of that radiant form to truly walk with us and through us for that greater opportunity of experience. It's amazing the blessings we have when we take initiation. There's blessings there that are not available to those that are not yet ready, that are not yet open, that it's not yet time. And when it is time, God will draw them to receive initiation just as you here have done so. 